voice of the cape. The voice of the cape. The voice of the cape. The voice of the cape. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. This evening we are going to be having a shortened version of the show. It's only going to be one hour as opposed to the usual two hours when I terrorize our guests in studio. I'm Yazid Kamaldin, your host of the show where we, every week we look at what's important. Now something that happened last week, you know, really shook things up a bit in local politics. Last week I was inside the city of Cape Town Chamber where all the politicians of course meet and they make decisions about how to spend our hard-earned tax money and when I was there five politicians five people from the Democratic Alliance quit the party and quit their jobs and essentially walked out they said they had had enough of it and afterwards they had a press conference and they said that the Democratic Alliance is a racist party they said they have been victimized and they said that they are no longer interested in the manner in which the party deals with them and of course leading politicians like Patricia DeLille, the mayor of Cape Town, who is apparently still not giving the public sort of a clear indication of whether or not she is going to be spending her last day in office tomorrow. Now, of course, Patricia DeLille had made an agreement with the Democratic Alliance that she would leave office, that she would resign if they withdrew all charges from her because, of course, for her it's a fight about credibility and her name. Now, the DA subsequently dropped a bombshell when they said that the Bowman's report, which is a uh, sort of an investigation that they paid for with tax money, into Patricia DeLille over 10 months. They released this report and there are various allegations in this report which essentially smears again the name of DeLille and on that basis she is now considering her next step. Now in studio we have two of the councillors. They were part of the Democratic Alliance and we'd like to hear from them on why they walked out and what's happening in the party. And for the record I'm just going to say that the views expressed in this program are not the views of the Voice of the Cape, it's management or staff. And I'm also going to say that the Democratic Alliance was in fact invited onto the show as well, but they declined to participate. Let's welcome our guests who are in studio. Good evening. Introduce yourselves and tell us what it is that you have been doing with the Democratic Alliance. Good evening and thank you for the opportunity and good evening to the listeners. Um, Siabulela Mamgeli, I'm the former executive mayor's area representative for Area Central actually. Um, yeah, we have left the Democratic Alliance last week. We are no longer the councillors nor the members of the Democratic Alliance. And one of the reasons that um, we have cited on our resignation is the racist approach, the racist way that the Democratic Alliance is doing things actually. So we're going to go into the details. Mm. I just want to... I just want our listeners to meet you. Okay. We're going to go into the details. And yourself. Uh, good evening to the listeners and thanks for the opportunity. Uh, my name is Tulani Stemela, former PR councillor for Ward 33 and Ward 80, Philippi and uh, Samara Mashal. Okay, and so which area were you? My area was area central, which is between an area between Lansdowne Road and um, N1. I had um, 30 wards and six sub councils. Oh wow, that's quite a big um, 
coverage. Mm-hmm. So listeners, of course, to, in, to inform you that our lines stay open throughout the show, you can phone us on 021-442-3530. We also have a WhatsApp line. The number is 072-238-0712. So let's get into the details. Why did five of the other persons, of course, who walked out, the first person who walked out was the chief whip of the Democratic Alliance in the city of Cape Town. That's Sean August. He unfortunately couldn't join us. And the other person who walked out was Suzette Little. She was the mayoral committee member, of course, and the other councillor was Greg Bernardo. Um, he was he's, he was working in Atlantis as a councillor there. So yeah, let's get into the details. So why is it? I mean, Suzette Little, of course, has been doing interviews on the show. I believe Sean August as well. It's great to have you in studio now to hear from you as well to hear your perspective. So why did you leave the Democratic Alliance and your jobs? Let's start first with the beginning of the whole which aren't against Patricia. When the whole thing started, we had the leaders of the Democratic Alliance in the likes of Musi Maimani and James Self coming to us as the caucus. And when the whole thing started, I remember I said to James Self directly in person actually that James uh, with the whole thing that you are starting now, you please make sure that the processes are credible and that the Democratic Alliance as a party will not be compromised and embarrassed in the courts of law and make sure that the rule of law is observed at all times. And unfortunately, that was not the case that the Democratic Alliance always pride itself as the party that upholds the rule of law. But what followed, what followed after that was uh, the intimidation and bullying of us actually into towing the party line. And I remember with the first motion of no confidence against Patricia, those who stood with Patricia in support of Patricia because we were demanding evidence that before you can say that we have lost confidence in Patricia, we have not lost confidence in Patricia until you put evidence on the table and you show us exactly what is it that um, she has done. And some of us if not all of us, we are God-fearing. There is no way that we can support the wrongdoing. But also we cannot judge a person without evidence being put before <clears> us. <throat> and, and what happened is that during the motion of no confidence, Patricia had to go to court in order for us to be able to have a, a, a conscious vote where we can be able to use our conscience in voting for what uh, uh, we want to support. Okay. Look, you are sharing a lot of information and of mm. course it's important for us to give our listeners context as well. And the context is that the Democratic Alliance about 18 months ago started indicating, or people in the Democratic Alliance started indicating that they were unhappy with the leadership of Patricia Dillard as the mayor. Yes, that's Do you want to add something? Just in that, you, you know, as somebody who's new into council, because it was my first time into council, remember DA is a party of processes. You know, it, it was said in a people in the caucus 
were not happy with Patricia Stein. You know, you, if I can go back, it's people who are disgruntled over position. If you can take you back to the Trifontaine Five, you know, everybody wants to be in a position, they must be given seats. You know, everybody, they've came in, when I've looked from the new person, it was not more about serving the people, but the position. So the people who started the whole, uh, the, say the, the mayor is, is uh, she's not performing, uh, she doesn't like, she doesn't invite them to the events. We are here to serve the public. Our manifesto made it clear we was about the people of Cape Town. It was never about us. We simply. By the way, what parties? Uh, our listeners seven two seven six would like to know what parties were you part of before you joined the DA? Just by the way, I, I was in. I, I, I was in the ANC. You were in the ANC. Oh yes. wow! In yourself? I was an independent Democrat. Okay, so you both came from other parties and you joined the DA. I mean, this is a normal thing. People swap jobs. They swap political parties. It happens. Sorry to break your word. Yes. Uh, When uh, when I've joined in the party uh, uh, from from coming there, I I was anti-political at that time when I've joined in the DA. I I was working at the orphanage before I came came in at an orphanage. So it means my background in politics, it was more not on a revival. This was on, on the structures of the ANC because I firmly believe in the social justice and the social change. What has happened to Patricia, any other person, it was not meant to be because we said we go to parliament. If you listen to the DA stance, uh, Laimani, what he says, he says that we, we believe in the process. We will take ANC to the court of law for the judgment. When it comes to them, it's a different song, it's a different scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that moment, take me to that moment because I was there, you know. I want to know from your perspective you can now be reflective right because in the moment there was a lot of fireworks i remember like the speaker in this chamber says we're going to take a 15 minute break the anc members were singing people were cheering from the public gallery there was so much happening you stormed out of course you went into an office there was a press conference you were live on etv you were live on sabc i remember all of this but what is it take me to that moment where you resigned how did you feel and how did you just decide i'm going to do this now you you know it's been a a, a going on process it was never one day decision you know i could have stayed i'll tell you from a salary that i earn and to the salary i've got i I had as a counselor i could make a one person could say you know you have made one of the wrongest decision we have your thought of your decision but for me it was not about money it was not about the status but what i've said to the people i go and canvass in the township i go and canvass in the people of philippines there will be a better change when a young person asks me are we really going to move into the city will i able to sustain that remember that day there was an item saying that the people there will be a housing opportunity coming to salt river for the low income between 5000 1.5 to 15000 it was referred back for further investigation every time an item speaks closer to town there must be investigation there must go to process and whoever who turn it away not even the council of the ward the, the council of the ward is dave bryan Okay, but now I want to go to that moment again. It's an, you said it was an ongoing process, but then we saw Sean August saying he can no longer serve this party. So he said little after the break, and then then there were three more. So tell me about that moment. Like, what did you do? Did you just press that button, the light goes on, you speak? First of all, it, 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 you, you, you could see it, it, it was the caucus on that day, and, and even, uh, uh, even uh, council on that day. You could see... Hatred was much more coming. 
you could see how the things been structured. You know, when I left the day, Dave, when I had caucus, I said, do I become part of this? This change they're talking about, or because it's a nice framework, I tell you, it's an office put in there, nice, you can buy the cover, but unfortunately, I cannot be part of that cover. So, for me, that day, I had enough. I came to a point of saying that, uh, and I'm still saying that I'm not a member of the DA, I will not want to be associated myself to the DA, and I'm no longer a city council. So, you could see really, you could see the anger that we had in ourselves here, building number of time. It's never a day when you want to do good. When you want to go do good deeds, it should not be on the expenses of other people. If you want to claim the corporate ladder, don't use the poor. Don't use the less disadvantaged people because you want to self-enrichment. I come from Kailicha. I know the impact of driving into in and out of town. Mm-hmm. Were you angry? You, you mentioned anger. Is it just anger that pushed you? Were you just tired? And also, were you relieved once you had resigned? I, I was tired or, or, and I was relieved. Now I don't have to uh, to be in this in the, in the place where I have to put in a good face as if everything is all glory. Uh, I, I, I don't have to say to the people, you know what? When we are doing the canvassing, this is going to actually happen. We are in government, in provincial government, and local government. It's our government. I tell you, we just we, we've got an issue when we ask Madigizela, the the MEC, to say sign off SDG funding to the local government. We are one government. He says I cannot give it to local. I cannot give it to to the city of Cape. There's a number of processes we need to follow. Terms of expenses. Two governments talking different language mm-hmm. you know it, it tells you we're still going to be it's about in the power of the of individuals mm-hmm. Tulani do you want to tell us about your experience on that day take us there um yeah for me it's I've been waiting for this day for a long time I couldn't wait for it to arrive so on the day when the chief whip or the former chief whip actually uh, resigned and had an opportunity to walk out and then they requested um, a caucus, I felt a little bit irritated. I wanted to leave behind, but I didn't want to give them information to start to suspect because I was the obvious suspect actually on the day. So when that time came, I couldn't wait for it to come because for me it was the day for freedom. As uh, my colleague has alluded to the fact that for us it was a matter of principle that we took that stand. So I couldn't wait to press that button. So when that time came for me to press that button, I stood up, I pressed that button and I found out the speaker actually has switched off the button. Then for me, God has given me a loud voice and mouth. So I used my mouth because nobody was was going to deny me that opportunity, that moment where I am going to have my say and where I am going to have my freedom back actually. So that's when I passionately stood up. In fact, I had a a painful ankle on the day. But after that moment that I made my statement that I resigned from the party, a mystery happened because I walked out as (laughs) you Saw. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> The pain was in your ankle Let's, <laughs> go. <laughs> Let's go for a quick The Burning Issue 
So this evening we have former DA councillors in studio and they are talking about why they left the party and why they support Mayor Patricia DeLille who apparently will be spending her last day in office tomorrow although it still remains a bit unclear because it seems that the agreement that she had made with the Democratic Alliance has kind of fallen apart because she has said she will resign if they withdraw any any allegations against her. But now it seems the allegations are back on the table. It's all over in the news. A Bowman's report, a law firm report, accusing her of a whole host of things. And in fact, in the news today, the Democratic Alliance is saying that it will take some legal action against her. Just going to our WhatsApp line, listener 0115 says the Democratic Alliance is a racially charged Dacronian pro-gentrification political party that can never be trusted. The DA is one of the last bastions of continued apartheid. Let's hear from the former councillors who worked with this party quite intensely. Allegations of racism. Let's get into that. What have you experienced? Do you, do you want to tell me, out of the 20 directors, out of the 20 directors, 14 of those directors are white? Are we talking about at the city of Cape Town? Uh, no, no. At, 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 the, at the DA offices. Oh, the at, DA office. At, at the national the, office. The, okay. The national office. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell me there is no, out of the 14, there is no Muslims around that can fill up the jobs? Do you want to tell me there's no Africans who can fill up the jobs? Do you tell me there's no color that can fill up the jobs? Tell me there's no around people that can fill up this post. It Same thing in provincial government. It's the same thing. Wherever you go, a position, are we too good only to be stand on the information table, but we're not too good to be in the offices? You know, it's going to be the election times. Everybody now is going to be the, the marketing officer, the logistic person, but when it comes to the ground floor, you're going to only find people standing on the tables, activists working much more harder. There's going to be a call center. It's going to be given to, to a private company that will appoint people we will forget about activists. So you could see really the ratio that plays in the cut. I'll tell you, there's a councillor by the name of Taki Amira. He's, he's on sick leave on council work, but he's working at LLT, Liquor Board, you know, as, and he's earning a salary. So which one of the two is, is, is best? You, you look at, there's a case now recently, you know, there are cases that go to FLC. Those cases are being looked after, they've been cared for, they've been crafted for, but never succeed, you know, like... Okay, okay. This is the thing, this is the thing. Yeah, you can add now, but this is the thing that I want to say, because... Um, before you add, publicly, as an outsider, there is a black man who is the leader of the Democratic Alliance. His name is Musi Maimani. Let me finish. In the Western Cape, there is a black man who is the leader of the Democratic Alliance. His name is Bonging Kosima Dikizela. Okay. We have seen a colored mayor appointed in Cape Town, a black mayor in Johannesburg. We will have a colored mayor coming in to replace Patricia DeLille. I'm mentioning all of this because this is what we see from the outside. So tell us what is happening in the inside. You say 14 people, 14 directors are white out of 20. What do you want to add? I'm just saying all of this, you know, because even I had Dan Plato in here on the 16th of October and I said to him, is the Democratic Alliance racist party? And he said, no, he's the incoming mayor. Look, um, as you know, also in business, when it comes to also BEE, there is also what is called fronting. So one having uh, black leaders 
in the province and also nationally does not make that party a, a, a non-racist party actually what matters it's how things are done inside the party for example my colleague mentioned the issue of the salt river the housing that is meant for poor communities to get closer into the so-called former white areas actually a white councillor what councillor goes into his ward and reports to the community that there is this exciting project that is coming to the community but when it comes to the withdrawal of the same item in the council then he uses a white councillor from Ponteville to withdraw that well, how come that that councillor did not have the guts to stand up and withdraw the very same thing because he cannot say this to the public but behind closed doors then connive with another councillor for that councillor to withdraw an item and another thing that i want to bring to your attention the you mentioned the issue of the staying years in report where patricia was cited as being bully and all sorts of things there was a situation where uh, there were recommendations in that uh staying in report for example jp accused the mayor of using the city funds to renovate their house and then when the mayor wanted to respond and, and in fact she did respond in the newspapers and both of them actually were suspended but JP returned back when the, when when there was the final uh, finalization of the report JP returned to the caucus but the mayor had to go to court in order for her to return to the caucus let's come to the issue now that is at hand that we're talking about i'll only make reference to this one particular matter that refer to the racial approach that the da is doing yeah things. i'm trying to understand the ra alleged racism ian and nelson. the systems that 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 you claim are making it a racist party ian nelson has been mentioned in the bowman's report and long time he's been mentioned on the in, in the Bowman's report actually. But what has happened to Ian Nelson? Have you heard anything? Because Ian Nelson on the in, in, in 2015, he was the MECO member for finance. He was the deputy mayor, he was the MECO member for finance. He received that same report and even signed the receipt thereof. But we haven't heard Ian Nelson's name up until to this day. But the colored principled a principled colored woman was hounded right through up to now now you can see that every time when there's an issue jp goes to 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 to, to fedex and report things then they do give him an ear and then when somebody else like sean august report an issue nothing happens two counselors one councillor was charged for saying that uh, which is councillor mzolisa from kayelicha was charged for saying that da is a white party and then secondly there was another councillor joy makat a white councillor who misled the councillor but guess what the sentence of the black councillor was harsher than the sentence that was given to the white councillor mm -hmm. i just quickly want to go to the whatsapp line listener 9569 has said as much as i enjoy your radio station i cannot sit back and listen to the advancement of a political party now i don't know what you mean by the advancement and you also talk about the degrading of a certain political party. Islam is not about political advance, advancement or degrading. Your burning issue program is not in line with fair broadcasting and I request the contact details of ICASA from you. I would like to assure you that this is very fair broadcasting. We have invited the Democratic Alliance to come onto the show and they have said they don't want to come onto the show. And we have every right to find out what is happening within the city of Cape Town because as taxpayers it is our right to know how 
how our money is being spent. It is our right to know what the various political parties are doing in this democracy. We do not live in an, on an island. We live as part of the world. And that is why these people are here in the studio. So now also what I want to come to is your resignation and what it means for you. Because what does this mean now? You've left the DA. Does it mean that you will continue working as politicians? Will you enter the political space in another political form, another party? What are you going to be doing? Uh, for me, uh, we, we have, I've been receiving phone calls from the private sector. I've been receiving phone calls from the NGO sector. I've been got phone calls. So from you, you, you'll be sorted. It, so do you think you'll get a job, basically? I'm not, I'm not at the current moment. It's, I'm getting offers. What do I want to do with my life next? Uh, from the other political homes, they, they, they've, they've given me some phone calls. This afternoon, I've met with a different company also, which I'm not able to disclose at this moment. So there's a number of engagement. And also, what is key important, I'm still getting the public saying to me, what do you want me to do next? So in two weeks' time, just give me two weeks' time to breathe, uh, as it was not an easy ex exercise, uh, so I can, I can decide what I can do next. At the current moment, we're still looking for uh, to find time and able to close this chapter. It was not a, one of the easiest chapters. It is still people still more cussing our Facebook page. And we know DA is what is capable of. Our character, our, we've been assassinated of our characters. They will try to find who we are, what we have done in the past. And we say that we are willing for anything to come out. Uh, we, we, For me, it's about... The change in, in society, we will come back, watch the space. Uh, whatever comes up, I will share with the public and I will share with everybody else. Even me, I have to come back, I will do that. Okay, and your side? Yeah, basically what will happen in future is that whatever that I decide on, I will take the public into my confidence actually. But as things stand, I am at home applying my mind yes i have been approached by different political organizations actually to come and join them and uh, what i will be doing i will be going to the very same communities because i have been an activist since i was 14 years i'm going to be turning 45 soon so for me it's not the position that makes me active actually what makes me active is the issues and the challenges daily challenges and daily issues that are faced by our people so i will be going back to those communities actually consulting with them and getting to hear from them that um what is it that they would also expect us to do and then that would also inform my decision going into the future but i must be uh, 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 explicit in saying that i've been in politics since I was 14 years of age and um, I will still be in politics. Okay. I'd like to go to our, our WhatsApp line. Listener 0682 asks and says rather, this is only sour grapes. Why did they join the DA in the first place? Now the second part of your question, listener, I don't understand. The second part says, why is there no top position of people of color in the ANC? I'd like to confirm that in fact the top positions in the ANC are all held by people of color. They are in fact black African people. So I'm not sure what that means. Sour grapes, guys. You joined the I, DA anyway. Can, yeah? can, 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 can we talk about the sour grapes, which I suspect by now they have turned into sweet and sour grapes now because the the DA leadership said that it was sour grapes but as things stands as we are talking to you now as you know also that we were labeled as being corrupt as being implicated for maladministration and irregular attenders. This is the same tactic or the same kind of language rather that is being used in speaking about Patricia DeLille. That, that was used against us. That yeah. was used against us. Hence now we are pursuing a lawsuit against um, Musi Maimane. 
Now, as things stand, if then it was sour grapes, why must he stand in front of millions of South Africans contradicting himself now, wanting to speak to us and even sending people actually to talk to us because the leadership of the Democratic Alliance wants to talk to us, but yet yesterday they were talking about sour grapes. That is why I'm saying now, did the sour grapes now turn into sweet and sour? I mean, I think the question was really about, well, you knew what you were doing. You joined the DA. Do you want to say I, I just want to say, you know, for somebody who's got two years, you know, this is not what I've left community development for. If it means... I'm Did you join the party thinking that you could go and make a difference in your communities via this platform? You know, with my experience coming from the, the, the non-GO sector, you know, I thought because of the policies, what we're talking about, transformation, readdress, diversity and opportunity. And I said, as a young person who's, who was willing to take that opportunity and give it out into society, and for who goes out and makes, uh, you know, if you go to somebody and says, you know what, I'm going to change your living condition. That person believes what you're saying and what you're going to build on for a better future. So for us being sour grapes, sour grapes, even today in our woods that we have left, people still ask us, you have left us behind with this kind of said, I cannot stay longer in the process where I can see that is, there, is no, there is actually no opportunity. Did you feel oppressed by the DA? It, you, you know, I said it, 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 it's, it's what my parents had to go through in the struggle. And for me, it came in in a different angle, more of saying, we will sit around the table, we will have a, a decent meal, me and you, but when you go home, you will still be whatever I want to call you, or to, depends to them. So what is for us is the revolution of a change. We want to be arrogant in transforming our communities. We've been saying the same language. We're saying that the poor will receive. We will say that we will meet everybody into one table. I tell you, where is the law enforcement watching C-Point Pool? I was at SABC yesterday when I drive four cars standing off the in law enforcement. When Kukuletu is watching one law enforcement, when Manibek wants law enforcement, but what we say is a national government projected of when will the city of Cape Town, the safety nest is must be closer to town. I tell you, my city became a problem. We was going to Constantia. Who drives on my city bus to go to Constantia? Who will jump onto my city bus to come? Those are the issues that revolves around it. But as much as we are speaking to people. So are you saying that you felt that you could not achieve anything or not much? for people from your community and that's why you became frustrated with the party you know like i'm saying it's they've got nice policies <clears throat> the policy says we, we will transform we, this is the milestone we're going to be on patricia was driving a special plan project to say this let's stop the talking dialogue needs to come and end and implementation must come to exit must come to not all the 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 can Everybody in DA is racist. There are few individuals who, create, who make sure that is, we don't get to achieve what we want to achieve. Because it seems that it's nice to speak on the radio, you know, that we've included diversity. So we need to shift it as time goes by. We're going to go for a break. And when we come back, I want to really get into this diversity question and what it means and what it means for the new South Africa compared to the apartheid South Africa. So we have just about 15 minutes left of the show. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin, and we have in studio former Democratic Alliance members and ward councillors. They are people who worked for the city of Cape Town, and of course they left their jobs and their party because of various allegations. They claim the party is racist. Now, you said something earlier, Sia. You said something earlier. You said that somebody will have dinner with you at a table, 
But when you go away, they will still think of you in a particular way. Now, as a person of color, I can guess what you are talking about. But let me ask you more explicitly. Are you saying that you were made to feel particularly black when you were at the DA? And were you made to feel even inferior as a black person compared to white people at the DA? Because that is racism. And if you're saying it's a racist party, I want to understand exactly what you mean and what you felt and experienced. It's 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 number of of projects. If we are to look at it, you know, when we talk of what is it, is going to be, we're going to be. I want you to keep your answers specific and concise. We have 15 minutes. Did you feel in? Were you made to feel inferior as a black person in the DA? When you talk about when you sit at a table and you leave, you are still made to feel a certain way. Like I've said the phone number when I'll answer you back it's when I'm making this statement it's it's how when I observe the my own two years it's sitting on the table and observing that two years onto the table I could not able to keep it for another three years or otherwise I'll, I'll definitely be dead be dead by that time so that's why I said two years is why enough for me this is what what I, I came for this is not what I, I came to talk to make sure my community deserves I would not want another another person of color to go through what I have gone through do you want to add to that yes you know racism you don't have to be called names because there was one article that I've read in um, Business Day that the DA has undercover racist. So some people, they know that if they blatantly come up and say the K-word or whatever, they will be in trouble. So it's, it's a system, it's embedded in how things are being done within the Democratic Alliance. And you've correctly stated it that it's the way they make you feel and even sometimes to show that they don't even recognize you without saying anything and it becomes difficult for you to say then I can go and complain about racism because you'll have to put something also on the table in terms of the person's action and the person has said nothing but has acted in a particular manner. Let's also come to this issue of service delivery. We have to fight the good that you see that we do. If there's any good that I have done in my community, you must know that I had to fight and that is why I am not going to come here and protect myself when it comes to service delivery but the community that I have served will speak. Let's talk about the I OGTP. think you need to elaborate. You need to, yes. Sorry, you need to elaborate. Fight for what exactly? What let's, do you mean when you had to fight? Let's talk about ODTP. Mm -hmm. ODTP, Organizational Development and Transformation Program which was brought by the mayor. That one, it was brought in or championed by the mayor. Let me put it like that rather. It was supposed to ensure parity of services, meaning that those communities that were left out before, we bring balance by making sure then that we direct resources to where it is needed most. And that is one of the things that the, 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 the Democratic Alliance have been fighting against the mayor, as much as they can come tomorrow and say that they were the ones actually who were championing the OTTP. How many DA councillors, especially white councillors like JP, who have been speaking against ODTP? ODTP
ATTP is a system that was to make sure that we bring the government and services to the people, not our people running around, having to come from Manenberg, Pontiville, or Hanover Park, or Kukuletu to go to town in order for them to access services. But that is the very same system that this administration of the Democratic Alliance, that will make sure as soon as there's a new mayor, as soon as there's a new council, that they do away with the ODTP. And again, when the people are talking about taxpayers within the city of Cape Town, the Democratic Alliance administration, it seems as if that the colored communities and the black communities are not being referred to as the taxpayers. As if, if you spend money and your budget into these communities, actually, you are spending money at the expense of the other communities. For example, so are you we're saying, looking one million yeah. in, in, in a month. You have to allow me to ask questions. I was going to make this last example. Yeah, please do. Will you give one million, one million rand to a ward that is in Constantia and give one million rand to a ward that is in Kukuletu, Manenbeko, Hanover Park? And in terms of the conditions, surely you cannot have one million, one million. When we talk about that equality, we're not talking about that. We must talk about equity, meaning that then the one who had an opportunity must be able to give chance to those who did not have an opportunity before. Okay. Look, the reason why I need to ask questions is because you mention a lot of different things and you're taking us in a lot of different directions but we need to clarify certain things that's why i do need to ask some questions so what i need to understand is are you saying that when something needs to be done in your community or a community where there are people of color living are you saying you need to fight for those resources for that budget to be allocated to make sure services are delivered in black and colored communities is that what you're saying i need to understand let me be honest and say not we have to fight for everything there are things where we agree on the issue of the law enforcement because that is the main issue if you're talking about my area area central you've got your hanover park manenberg else's it's um it's got challenges of gangsterism so for those we have to fight in order to deal with the socio-economic challenges that are in our communities and hence now we're facing a situation whereby there's most of the law enforcement in the sea points than there is in our communities Okay, the other question I have to ask you is um, you may have left and other people may have left but there are many people of color still working for the DA and still sitting in their jobs at the city of Cape Town. How do they feel? Let, let, me, te- let me tell you that you will see in future some of the people that are not content. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be this month but I will give that one also to my colleague to add. If, if, if it's okay for you to be on a salary to secure yourself than to say it is enough, it's enough, it's fine. But the people of South Africa and the people will see our left of, of, of this is just an only a highlight. You know, there's colleagues of ours who still communicate with us and says, you know what, it's a brave stand. We're saying to them, even us, we don't know show for tomorrow, but we will go out and fight the world. We will still, ch- we will challenge the ODTP. We will challenge, if it means that we have to organize marches to the city of Cape Town, we will do that. We were voted by people to into power. So there's a manifesto that they have made. We will be behind them and we will rally to them so, for them for service delivery. So our colleagues, they might think they might say it is fine. But we will challenge them to implement what is on the manifesto. We will be on their case. Despite of us being in the private sector, we will be vocal. We are in the social space. We are in the justice space. I have a question. Why would you leave your job, though? I mean, 
isn't it better to stay at the city of Cape Town and challenge racism and challenge the issues and try and change it because we are all allowed to participate you know like we we shouldn't feel that we cannot participate in our government or in structures because this is not apartheid this is democracy uh, Why would you just leave your job and not fight from the inside? DA has got a policy on social media. He's got a, a policy on Facebook, what you put on. You know, there's a, there's a, a security guard on Facebook, Mr. Thomas. Uh, his business safeguarding what you put on Facebook. For me, uh, uh, you cannot be a revolutionist. You cannot be uh, social. You cannot say, this is how I feel this morning, how the system is feel. I have to be okay. The, 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 the brand, you know, what was most important was about the brand. Don't dent the brand. So for me, I could not stay in a place where it says, if I was not okay, in something I, I, I go out the space was for me very coming closer I, I could not shout when I wanted to shout because I'll tell you so you were shrinking yes and I, your voice was shrinking yes first must fall campaign DA was at the back of the campaign on the issues of young people when students were fighting for for better education DA was at the back where were they in that time where were they when young people were reversing it? We want a change. They only come in. NFS will come in. Look, you know why? Why they have left? The students have left them because they don't have the context. They don't. They are out of out of, out of context. They must move out of the space and they not be able to reverse for young people. Okay. Do you want to add? Yeah. Um. Just wanted to make on this issue that you just asked. Why have we left? It was not about money. It was about we left on principle. Yeah, but why didn't you stay? And, That's and the question. We, Not we why didn't, you didn't leave. Okay, the question is didn't, why didn't you stay and fight we, from inside? We, we fought from the inside. That's what I wanted to answer. We fought from the inside. Uh, the former chief whip has shared on Facebook today. The one, sorry? The former chief whip. Oh, yeah. Sean sure, August. Yeah, yeah. Has shared information on Facebook today of the efforts that we have made internally in the Democratic Alliance to deal with these issues unsuccessfully. And also, I remember... The DA itself has done a research where it shows that black people do not trust the DA. Okay. And, 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 and then having said that, you can see the reason why black people do not trust the Democratic Alliance, actually. That's the reason why we had to come to this point that enough is enough. Because whenever we try to, for example, the white privilege and black privilege thing, when I said to them in the Metro Council this year, that if you want black votes you must know that black people will come and join democratic alliance as a package meaning that we're not going to give you the color only but will also give you issues that are affecting us as the people coming from the black communities and guess what i was seen as a person who's obsessed with color but guess what when the issue of the white privilege and black privilege was out there nationally it was easy for the fundamentals of this world to tweet about it but when we were to discuss and deal with internally we are being viewed differently we are being made to feel differently so we have just a minute left. I just quickly want to thank our listeners for sending through messages on the WhatsApp line. Uh, listener 8080 has called you liars in the studio, saying that the truth will come out, just FYI. And then listener 1328 says it's a good show. Thank you guys for coming to share with us your story. And then, of course, the last listener, 0115, says VOC must inform the listeners about changes in the political landscape. And listener 9736 says we don't live on an island. And yes, we have the right to know where our tax money is going. So that's the end of this week's burning issue. We are going to 
and outside broadcast soon. Our guests in the studio were former Democratic Alliance members and they've come to tell us why they've left the party. From myself, Yazid Kamaldin, Assalamu Alaikum.